It's Bernisa, and I'm here to speak up. <laughs> it's time to speak up. Hello, everyone. My name is Bernisa, and this is my podcast, Speak Up. Hope you guys are all having a great week out there. For those of you that don't know, I originally started this podcast with my best friend and our mission statement is to motivate people to overcome life's challenges through self-love and respect. Before I get started with tonight's episode, a quick shout out to my amazing sponsors. Shout out to My Bar located at 720 East Manchester in Inglewood, California. Get your nails, your lashes, your hair done. Ask for my something that Speak Up JV sent you. The Instagram is at nyy.bar. And also another shout out to be actual natural. Why settle for less? All their products created with you in mind for a goal to get your self-love show through your self-care. The chemical-free hair and skincare products are handmade, plant-based, and free of fillers or preservatives. Treat yourself while taking care of yourself. Start your journey at www.beactual.com. And the Instagram is at beactualnatural. So, yes, I hope you guys are having a great week so far. We're in a new month. Fresh start, look, middle of the year. Look, I hope you guys are accomplishing your goals one by one and making the rest of this year count. I'm very juiced for tonight's episode. It's actually a great friend of mine since college and um, real, real big in the media world. I'm really happy to have her on this platform. Y'all give it up for Sequoia Holmes, creator. And she's mm-hmm. also whoo, she's also the, the creator of Black People Love Pal- Palomar. I can't tell you perfectly. <laughs> You're good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, girl, juice is what we do. Yes, for real. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we. It was funny. We uh, we used to always make jokes in college about our voices and all this stuff. Call each other deep voice sisters, and, mm-hmm. and when we on here podcasting together. We were talking about this before the wave of podcasts. We sure did. We've been talking about this since like 2017. Like we've been talking about this for a long time. I'm glad <laughs> that we're both doing it. Like I'm proud of us. Yeah, and sticking to it too. So truly. It, it makes me so happy. So yeah. um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your podcast. I have a podcast called Black People Love Paramore, where every episode I talk about one topic or idea that large groups of Black people like that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, like the band Paramore. But also, we've talked about Ginger Ale. We've talked about Tony Hawk, uh, the TV show The Hills, and stuff like that. Degrassi, yeah, oh, love Degrassi. It's a pop culture podcast. Yeah, I know that you're Degrassi girl. That's that yeah. was our shit. Yeah, yeah you know, you know. Yeah. I I've seen you seen you do the episode about Selena, like uh-huh. something like that. Yep, something like that. Selena, all all the pop culture stuff that we know that we like, but mainstream media don't be showing us liking. And I was like, why would I wait for mainstream media to see us when I could see us, and I can make us feel seen with my own platform? I don't have to wait. I like that. And it doesn't keep us in a box that, oh, because I'm black, I like a certain amount of type of music or certain type of show. So you're definitely, I don't know, I love I love the narrative that you're putting thank out there. You. The real narrative. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And you also write, too. Talk a little bit about that. You know, your blogs, I miss you, your postings and stuff. You know, what got you I in do. the media? What got you into writing? All that. Podcasting. Um, I feel like podcasting and writing has always come super natural to me. Like, communicating is just a passion of mine and always has been. So whatever medium I can communicate using, I'll use it. If that is a microphone, I will use it. If that is a pen, I will use it. If that is a camera, I will use it. It doesn't really matter. Communicating is my thing. And so that's what I do. 
I, yeah, you're de you're definitely really good at it. Thank you. I, I love when you post a new blog or something. I'm like, oh, what she write about this time and the topics. Thank you. I'll be trying. I'll be trying. I haven't written in a in a minute because podcasting has taken over my life. But mm -hmm. I'll be trying. <laughs> right. And I feel like podcasting is somewhat like writing and blogging because we're just, we're expressing it a different way. Exactly. A hundred percent. They're so akin. They're so similar. If you can podcast, you can write. And I know that you can write. So yeah. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> Doing this together. So right. what is, what is your favorite thing about, uh, about being in the media? Um, I just like being able to express myself freely specifically because there was a, a period in time when I wanted to write for a publication or something like that. And so I was pitching to publications and writing for publications, but I hated that someone could tell me no. Like, no, I don't like that idea. Like, I don't think that you should write it. That's not going to work for me. I need to be able to express myself. So that is my favorite part and being an independent and independent. That's my favorite part of being an independent media person is that I can do what I want to do and say what I want to say. And I do. Yeah, and I was literally just about to say that. Like, I like you have your own control to put those topics out. Like, why limit yourself to what someone says you have to write about when it's right. like you have these topics that you you're passionate about that you want to speak about. Exactly. And put out there. Right. So, so um, what makes your podcast in particular stand out from others? Um, I don't know. Others, I've not come across a podcast that. It has the same tone as mine, I guess. I've, I've run across podcasts that are like, have similar subject matter. Um, there's this one podcast called Black Bubblegum that talks takes about, talks about like black, takes a black lens to pop cultural things. So like they'll talk about Britney Spears and how black people love Britney Spears. And you know, it's a big portion of a lot of black people's young experience. But I haven't seen one that goes from anime to Tony Hawk to Ariana Grande to Degrassi and like a good blend of feminine and masculine topics and mm. everywhere in between. Mm. Okay, yeah, I love. I'm gonna say yours is very different. And I love one thing I like about your podcast: you keep it the OG style. Like I think people think with a podcast, it has to be all this 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 equipment, this this and that. I love the focus of your podcast. It's on the person, on, you know. It's just, just on who's talking, you and your guests. Mm -hmm. you know, I got the microphone. It's kind of like what we're doing in this moment, right. and it's just sticking to what we're saying. Um, a lot of mainstream podcasts today, like they have all these backgrounds, this, this, and this, and it's like they're not really saying anything. And it's like mm. I, you know, and I try if, to. Tell people, I'll cut you off. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I'm sorry. If my closet wasn't so dirty, you would be seeing my closet because normally I'm in my closet recording. My boyfriend was yeah. taking a shower, which is next to my closet. I'm like, I don't want to hear the water pressure from the closet, you know, in the closet. So it's really, we, we roughing it out here, but we doing it out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. We're doing, yeah, we're definitely doing it. And I think yeah, it just takes away, because I, I, I explain to people all the time, original podcasting is really just your voice. It is. There was no video, it was audio. And it's like, people would listen to you speak for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So the fact that like, you know, I feel like you keep the regular version of like, no, you're going to hear what I'm saying. I think yeah. that's, that's another way your podcast stands out. Oh, thank you. I, I miss the days when it was just voice. I'm so tired of having to think about video and putting videos up on YouTube and like trying to make myself presentable to go and talk to y'all. Like, please, enough. Like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody doing all that. You know, but I'll be doing all that and I hate it. Yeah, we here, huh? All right. <laughs> so, um, I have a question. Elaborate more on your motto, helping Black people feel more seen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just felt like I didn't love the fact that we were being put in a box by mainstream media 
And I want to emphasize this point here. It's not like stereotypes are always wrong or that I'm like pushing against stereotypes so much. That's not it. It is that stereotypes are incomplete. The story is incomplete. Yes, and. Do I like a lot of stereotypically Black things? Yes. Do I also like a lot of other things? Yes. Is every Black person like that? Yes, because we are multifaceted. That's the point. And the way that white people get to have their individualism, they're not looked at as like, oh, you know, you're white, so you like X, Y, and Z. I mean, kind of, but you know, not, not like severely like Black people are. I feel like we deserve the same individualism. So I'm going to highlight the individualism. Oof. Well, I was well said. Individualism. That goes with tonight's episode too. So tonight's episode is called is is titled Love to Stand Out. So going off your playing on words off yours, black people love paramore. It's the same, mm-hmm. you know, I had to play with the title a little bit. So mm-hmm. it is time for our access. So tonight's accept question of the night is, are you afraid to stand out? So I'm going to go ahead and answer that. I'm going to say no. I feel like growing up, I've always, um, I always embraced who I was. Like, you know, if I wanted to wear my big hoop earrings, you know, have my hair a certain way. Mm-hmm. At one point I had blonde hair, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, if I wanted to do something, I did it. I, I was always, I was always the type that never wanted to follow the crowd. Like mm-hmm. if I genuinely didn't like something, I just didn't roll with it. If I like something, I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. Right. And you know, going off music and stuff, I love all types of music. You'll catch you bumping. I still bump NSYNC, Backstreet, all that. And I'll be over there bumping it loud. Absolutely. You know, whatever move that I'm in, like whatever my spirit wants, that individual yeah. individualism. So um, yeah, that's my answer for that. So if you're, you know, when you guys are listening, I know this episode is alive. Please comment. Are you afraid to stand out? We'd love to hear your responses. What about you though, Sequoia? Are you afraid to stand out? I don't think I'm afraid to stand out. I think maybe there was a point when I felt a little bit of anxiety around standing out, but I've never been so afraid that I didn't do it anyways. You know, maybe around middle school time, it was like, oh, like this is uncomfortable, but I still did it because it's who I am. I've always stood out a little bit. Like we talk about, my voice has always been this deep. When I was in, you know, fourth grade, I sounded like this. I've always just been different. I was one of very few black people in a lot of spaces and it just is what it is i was born standing out oh well said yeah and I, I remember you um you know social happy on social media you always post like old pic throwback pictures of you yeah and yeah i can tell you was like i'm standing down this is who i am yeah, i thought right. you always embraced who you were even in college so yeah and college was an interesting time trying to learn who we were and find yourself especially at the college we went at it oh, was we just <laughs> A lot. I brought that up. I had that topic tonight. So we will be getting up, we will be touching up on that a little bit. Yes. Right. But let's talk about it now. So tonight's episode I said is um love to stand out. So tonight's episode is really about the importance of allowing yourself to, to feel seen. Um when I reading your motto that really stood out to me. I'm like, as a black person, do I feel seen or how do I allow myself to feel seen? Have I ever felt unnoticed? Have I felt ever felt silent? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to allow yourself to feel seen. I think there's times when even the spotlight is purposely placed on us and we're like, oh no, yeah. we're probably not used to being seen in certain cases. So yeah. you know, you're in a time where it is time to blossom. It can be difficult sometimes. That is a really good point. That mm-hmm. is very true. Sometimes I was just tweeting about this actually. The fear mm-hmm. of success is such a real imposter syndrome imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome the fear of being seen of being visible having so many eyes on you is sometimes terrifying and therefore Mm -hmm. causes people to self-sabotage or not try at all like just decide like no and i get it because it is fucking scary but you know 
you just you gotta kind of we gotta, we gotta do it. it. You gotta do it. I don't know, right? And like, um, I feel like this goes with tonight's uh, tonight's episode. Did you know that? Um, this platform talks about that self-confidence and i think you know we have to dig dig, dig deep within <clears throat> and figure out what is that blockage that's a, that that stops us from allowing ourselves to feel seen in certain environments mm -hmm. yeah so let's talk about some ways that a person can feel unnoticed in society i think i think a big one is um it goes off your your topic of your podcast like you know when you have different interests in the crowd yeah and what people think you should listen to I think sometimes you, you feel unnoticed because you're not fitting in because this group of people want to listen to this type of music or watch these types of shows. Right. People try to tell you who you are and that's annoying as fuck. Like, mm -hmm. I, I remember one time in middle mm -hmm. school, I had this white teacher who told me I was white for listening to My Chemical Romance or something. Like, mm -hmm. how are you, white man, going to tell me, <laughs> black girl, who I am because of something that I'm doing. It's like they're trying to strip you or me of individualism and telling me, oh, here's a monolith that you belong to, behave as such. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be silenced. The topic we're going to talk about are challenges going to a predominantly white university versus, you know, I mean, you also spent some time in DC. So, you know, um, being in Chocolate City for some time, the differences between that, like, you know, for our college experience. Um, you know, this is huge. I feel like it goes with being seen, feeling noticed and stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'll start with that. Um, yeah. I felt muted in class a lot. Silence. I'm sorry, not muted. Silence yeah. in class a lot. Like some, sometimes in, you know, like I feel like I'll say something, like I'll raise my hand, but then I had to elaborate where I got that information from. And mm -hmm. then like, you know, another student will raise their hand and it was like, it's okay. Or yeah. like, you know, I felt something was hard for me. I had trouble raising my hand in, in, in college. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I definitely get that. It feels very uncomfortable to draw attention to yourself when you're already so visible because you are one of very few people that look like you in a certain space. It's uncomfortable. It's like, mm, I already feel like I don't belong here. I don't want to take this chance and raise my hand and maybe say something that's a little bit wrong and then be ridiculed by or give truth to what I think these people already think about people like me and people who look like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And I feel like when I did a little bit of time in DC, which was like, wow, I was like, I saw more of me out there. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt more noticed and seen. Mm -hmm. like, me more too. like, I could literally be myself where, you know what I mean? You know, wherever I wanted really was like able to find myself in a different lens. Same. And, you know, and I, and I was um, literally having education out there, you know, mm -hmm. so you're doing some schooling out there as well. You definitely see the difference. And it really depends on which environment you're in. It makes I a big fully, deal. fully agree with that 100%. It's such a difference. Every time I leave the East Coast in general, I would even say, because we grew up in California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was all I knew for the first 20 years of my life, California. And then I went to the East Coast for the first time and I was like, oh shit, like I am perceived so differently out here. I am received so differently out here. It's wild, it's startling. And then you realize just how oppressed, for lack of a better word, you have been, or suppressed even, you know, for a long time. And didn't even know it though. <laughs> and didn't even know it. It was just having the experience, thinking this is normal. Mm -hmm. You know, people treating you a little bit less than what you should be treated. And then you go somewhere else where you treat it great and you're like, oh shit, this is what life can be. Yeah, and I think too, a lot of um, economic things have a lot to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. I think being around people who are more economically privileged, 
you know, you don't know how to, you know, I mean, you're, you were young, you know, and it's like how, you know what I mean? Seeing them, I'll say this, how like certain words were articulated, certain education, you know, I saw the gap in that versus like when I went to high school with people I just knew and grew up with. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, so, oh, that's a big, you know, I had to bring it up because we went to the same school. So let's talk a little bit to our experiences being Black women in media. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start off. I feel like so far it's been great because I feel like, you know, a, me and my best friend create created a platform together, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, we were just talking about this before we went live about the, the importance of creating your own and the power that it comes with that self-expression versus like someone kind of telling you how to operate or things like that. Certainly. I wholeheartedly agree with that. The whole thing, the whole goal is to have your own thing where nobody can tell you, like, no, you can't do that or say that or Mm -hmm. behave like that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, and you know, have you have you experienced anything, you know, with the type of show that you have and being a black woman? Has there been any anything memorable? Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been it's been a couple it's been a couple things. Um, Mm -hmm. One someone left some racist reviews a few people left some racist reviews on my podcast Mm -hmm. calling me a monkey and just like other racist stuff Mm -hmm. and i made a tiktok about it being Mm -hmm. like hey guys there's some racist reviews on here and that tiktok blew the fuck up Mm -hmm. and so many people came to my podcast found out about my podcast from that tiktok in particular and the support and the outpour of loving messages that i got loving reviews that i got people reported that review i didn't even know how to get a review removed from apple but people who saw my tiktok did and they had that shit removed and they put like Mm -hmm. great you know great stuff so black people gonna come through for other black people that's the thing that's that's the big thing they're like oh we're not letting that happen it was crazy Oh my goodness. And like, I just love the fact that there was awareness brought to what happened. Yeah. Because you should be able to have your self expressive podcast. You know, you're not harming anybody, nothing like that. You just right. putting out your content, your perspective. Right. Also, you know, it's unfortunate to know that like people, motherfuckers, is bold still doing stuff like that. Very bold behind a screen name, behind a, a, a muted avatar. Well, I don't know who you are calling me a monkey and the N word and all types of stuff. No, you know? I, that's no. That's uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. You had to go through that, especially mm-hmm. on your platform. Like, mm-hmm. no. But you know, look, the look, uh, the community came through. They did. <laughs> they know, did. Everywhere. So, and I just feel like, too, you know, you're doing something right if there's like a hater somewhere doing something. So, and there's lots of haters. They're like, your show's so racist. Like, why are you talking about just black people? Like, because we're not talked about like that in mainstream media. We're only seen one way. I'm trying to expand past that. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's the niche of your show. That's the like, niche of my show. Like it's not for everybody. Show, that's, that's what they're talking about. Right. And like, obviously everybody's welcome to listen to the show, but I'm specifically mm-hmm. centering a group of people who is consistently not centered, who is othered mm-hmm. all the time, who feels other, who feels uncomfortable raising their hand in college, you know, that type of thing. That's a big one. That's a real big one. So, um, and going off of that, you know, let's talk about feeling seen and embracing how unique you are. Um, I think it's beautiful when you can embrace how unique you are and how you don't fit in. And that's okay. Sometimes we use our uniqueness to hide ourselves. You know, we use it as a reason to hide ourselves. I'll say that. And I think that's more of a reason to stand out and want to stand out. I agree. 100%. You know, we can't be afraid of things that make us stand out. Like, you know, we make jokes about our deep voices. 
But look how this is something to get paid off of. This is something to make an impact on a platform to you. There's power in this. For real. You know, um, when I was a kid, yeah, I used to get teased from my voice and stuff. But then as I became a woman, people compliment my voice. They're like, you have a voice I can listen to all day. Some all people, the time. You know I mean? yeah. So it's like, you know, it, for that little joke, that unique trait, there's something beautiful in it. Oh, 100%. Oh my God, that's such a beautiful word. Probably everything else is like that too. Your little uniqueness, things that made you uncomfortable as a kid. It's probably what's going to make you special and stand out later in life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm past that at this point. Oh, yeah, we're past that. We're, we're good. We're good over here. Thank you. Yeah. So what message do you want people to take from your podcast? I just hope they feel proud of who they are. They don't feel alone. They find community. Yeah. And that they understand that you're allowed, not that you needed my permission, but you're allowed to be exactly who you are. Nothing more, nothing less. You don't have to put on airs for anybody or conform to anything that you're being told you have to be. You have to be you because there's only one you in the sense. Hmm. Oh, that was well said. I know you already doing it right now. <laughs> I'm trying. I'll be trying. Yes. So it is time for the tweet up segment. We all know that I love light to shine. So, you know, in the day, the more you let your light shine, the more it allows you to tap more into your purpose. Yeah. So, um, I've been. A part of that uniqueness and this and that is your light, you know, yeah. like our voices are light, you know, the, the people going to listen to you speak, all those things go hand in hand. Yeah. So, um, I've been learning, I've been learning to like, let, let it shine regardless. And I worry about other people and what they think. Yes. 100%. I feel that. I'm trying to figure out how to, yeah. So, um, and also too, um, it brings awareness to your creative side as well. So I feel like you're not as scared, when you're not scared of your light. You're not afraid of your creative side. You know 100%. The more we're in that that box, you know, being scared, being like, we're not going to tap into those things because we're like, what's the point of using these gifts if I'm I'm afraid of them? A hundred percent. Yeah. One, ideally, you won't be afraid of your gifts or your light or your shine. But if you are, do it scared. I, I've heard that a bunch of times. Do it scared. You have to do it anyways, even if you are kind of scared. Do it scared. I like that. Because you're, like, you're going to be scared if it don't work out anyway. Oh my God, because if it don't work out, you're just going to what if yourself to death. So do it scared. If it don't work out, it don't work out. Move on. We can always pivot, but you cannot get your time back that you didn't do it. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's real right there. So has there ever been a time in your life where you felt unseen? If so, how did you overcome it? Um, I felt unseen a lot of middle school, actually. In middle school, I went to a predominantly white middle school. Mm -hmm. They decided that they weren't going to call me by my name, Sequoia. They were going to call me Shaniqua because that's oh. what they decided my name was. So pretty much the entirety of middle school, they refused to call me by my name and they just called me by that name instead. That made me feel unseen. Like I couldn't even have my own name. Like I didn't get to determine who I was. I didn't get to determine my identity. The kids around me determined that. I was Shaniqua and whatever they determined a Shaniqua would do or was or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that, and then I overcame it. I, I mean, I just moved on. <laughs> I moved <laughs> on. 
you know, I was like, I moved on and I'm doing better than most people. And that is how I became it. And I understand that like middle school is middle school and everybody did foolish stuff in middle school. And I'm sure these people are not the same people they were in middle school. Nevertheless, I still do better. We were going to claim it. So you know? man manifest this. If you can work with someone in the media, who would it be? Issa Rae. Oh, love it. That was a beautiful answer. <laughs> I love that. I feel like she would love to work with you too. So you know, like I'm like, I feel yes. like this is this is a natural synergy here. Come on, yes, Lisa. Yes. Just come through. She's not that far either. So come on. Right. Yeah. So it is time for our life up segment. So tonight's life up segment, this is when we take where I take the topic and relate it to, to today's world, like a problem in today's world. So tonight's life up is dealing with the effects of being silent. Oof, it's huge. I feel like, um, you know, when you're silent, you end up falling, you, you fall into a thing where you, where you kind of stop believing in, believing in yourself. Yeah. You don't want to go on. You don't want to do anything. Like I talked about when I was like silent, I felt silence in those classrooms. Mm -hmm. I feel like it affected my grades. It mm -hmm. affected my participation. It affected my confidence in going into these. Because my experience of college is supposed to be supposedly a happy experience, which it was. You don't need to extend yeah. but. You know, it definitely it, it it did that, and then you when you don't feel heard, you're gonna stop talking. Right, ooh, that's a word. When you don't feel heard, you're gonna stop talking. Mm -hmm. And when you stop talking, I feel like that's when there's a deal on your purpose. Yeah, ooh, that's that's real. That is very real. Yes. Another topic I want to bring up too is the rise of individuals, especially people of color, not wanting to come out of their shell. And I think, like I said, I'm going to say this again, your podcast is very important because some of our shells do look different. They do. You know what I mean? yeah. And I think it's okay to embrace that different shell, even if it doesn't look how, like you said, the statistic or what society thinks we should be listening to or doing. Absolutely. Like embrace who you are, be who you are. Because again, nobody else can be you. Only you can be you. And you don't know what gifts you can bring to the world if you're so busy trying to be what somebody else tells you are or be somebody else in general. You gotta be you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so a question for you, what advice would you give to a person who wants to come out of their show? Ooh, this is, this is a hard question for me because I don't feel that I've struggled to come out of my shell in general i feel like it's always been natural to me so it's difficult for me to understand what what might be happening in the brain of somebody who it's not natural for them to come out of their shell you know because mm -hmm. my response would be just do it and that is so insensitive because like oh you thought i haven't thought of that just do it you know mm -hmm. so i don't know that's a hard one a good question but a hard one. what do you think bernisa i would say taking the time to get to know yourself so mm -hmm. i think the more you know who you are you get that comfortability with yourself that's real you'll be more comfortable to do so because i feel like when when i was younger and i say i was in that i didn't know who i really was you know i was just too busy like you know but once i got more into that i'm like okay this is who i am and like i'm gonna let that shine so mm -hmm. i think that was, but i love your honest answer because yeah some people <laughs> do actually just do it and a lot of it has to do with how we were brought up as well too yeah, you know, like if some people their parents instilled confidence in them at a younger age, some people didn't experience that. So it's like yeah. all those things play hand in hand as well. That is super real. That is super real. And you don't even realize the leg up that you have, or just like the privilege that comes along with 
certain parenting tactics just from your parents instilling confidence in you. And it's not something to be taken for granted from my perspective. Like, I feel like I want to be cognizant and grateful of that and not just be like, everybody has this, you know, or like, hmm. I think okay. I, I, I love, yeah, and I love that. And I remember I went to um, BeautyCon and I uh, saw Megan Thee Stallion speak in person. And, you know, she said it. She was like, you know, no one could tell me shit growing up. She said her grandma and her mom always told her she was pretty. You know, she always had that. So it was just like, you know, and it's crazy how those little things as far as like, when you were a baby, what you were told when you were a kid, you think you don't remember, you kind of do. You it know? does. It makes a big difference. It's just instilled in you. Even if you don't cognitively remember, even if it's not in your memory, it's embedded in you. Mm -hmm. They've pumped you with confidence. Exactly. So that, that, that's so that's some good way. So how do we fix this? Allow yourself to speak up and don't underestimate self-expression. I think self-expression oh, is very very powerful. You ever be somewhere and someone walk in dressed like them, like they self? Yes. And it's just like you know, even if like it ain't something you would personally wear, they they being them. So it's like you have nothing but respect and like love for you. My admiration. hundred percent. My favorite thing is when I see somebody wearing something that like I wouldn't wear, but they don't look even slightly uncomfortable. I'd be mm -hmm. like, absolutely, absolutely, wear that, <laughs> wear that. That's what I said. Yes, wear that. Yeah, because you can have the flyest fit on, but when that confidence is lacking, it shows. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you crouch, when you crouch down because you uncomfortable. I remember one time. It's probably the summer, like my first summer home from college. I had braided my hair for the first time. I like didn't get braids as a child. I was like not into braids until college. Mm -hmm. I had braided my hair at home myself with the YouTube tutorial for the first time. And I went out to the mall and I felt so uncomfortable. This man came up to me and was like, you look really beautiful. And I could tell he was telling me that because he could see on my body that I felt so uncomfortable. And I appreciated mm -hmm. that for him, you know, but that just goes show people can see it. People can see the discomfort. Like he really wanted to alleviate that discomfort. Or he was like, please girl, like you look so uncomfortable. Please take this compliment. <laughs> And we're run with it. Too. Like, please. And run with it. So, it is time for the drink up segment. So, if you're listening out there, please pull out some water and drink some water. And I got a drink up water pack for tonight. We're going to get you, Sakura. <laughs> So tonight's drink of water fact is water is a great mouth cleaner because it washes away leftover food and residue that cavity causing bacteria love to eat. The cav cavity causing bacteria in your mouth love to eat sugar and produce acid that wears away teeth enamel, which is our outer shell of our teeth. It also dilutes the acids produced by the bacteria in your mouth. Drinking juice, soda, or sports drinks can leave unwanted sugar behind. This is from the University of Illinois, Chicago. So... Drink some water, rinse your mouth out. You know, summer coming at small. Got to, we're here with summer small. Got to be nice. And yeah, that was a drink up water fact for tonight. So now back to the episode. So Sequoia, who inspires you? Ooh, Issa Rae inspires me a lot. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I always tell my mom this. She inspires me so severely because I feel like a lot of people in my family think that I am breaking a lot of generational curses and that type of thing. When really it's my mom that broke a lot of those generational curses and passed the baton to me and made it easier for me not to have to get through those hurdles that she already broke. And I am so proud of her, so immensely grateful for her and the upbringing she was able to provide for me. 
Like she really inspires me a lot. Just watching her growth. Uh, she just turned 60. Her birthday was like a couple days ago. And she just has continued growing and evolving when a lot of folks her age simply lean on, this is just how I am because they think they're too old to change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's, she's, I'm so proud of her. So yeah. Issa, I love a beautiful answer. Yes. I know how yeah, I know y'all was living it up in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, we were shy. Yes, girl. I love that was beautiful. Yeah, I love that. So it is time for the poet poet up segment. So y'all know I like to write poetry. This is a new added segment I added to Speak Up JV. So you know I'm gonna be sharing a quote or two from a poem in every episode. So um Tonight's poet up quote comes from my poem, I Want to See a Black Woman Smile. So here I got a couple quotes. Yeah, I got a couple of lines from it. So here we go. I want to see a black woman show her smile unapologetically and embrace the happiness that comes with it. It shouldn't be shadowed like the dark side of the moon, but shine like the powerful light of the stars. So, so that's beautiful. Come on, yeah. Bernie. Come on, writer, podcaster, poet, all of it. Thank y'all. Share the whole poem with you later. But yeah, oh, for uh, sure. Yes, I had to, you know, I had to carve into tonight's episode. You know, two powerful black women on a podcast tonight. So hope with you guys good enjoy. Good smiles, both of them. Good smiles and deep voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the poet up for tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Feel free to comment any uh, poetry quotes y'all y'all got. Y'all want me to include on the episode? I would love to hear them. So back to our episode, um, where do you see your media career in five years? Go ahead and manifest it. Ooh, hopefully I can expand Black People Love Paramore to a brand that is more than a podcast. Mm -hmm. I want to start throwing events and sell merch and just a whole other stuff. I want to do like a Black emo brunch, maybe a Black emo day party or evening party. You know, something like that. Just like, and it doesn't have to be emo necessarily, but just black alt, black alternative things. Get into stuff like that. Maybe even Ooh. like a music festival, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yes. I love that. Oh, I can't wait to witness that. I hope. I mean, it's a girl. It's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but fingers but crossed, pay for me. We look at Fly doing it. No one, like, okay. And you manifesting it by saying it out loud. So there you go. It's coming to, to fruition, if I say the word right. So it is now time for the show up segment. This is also another new uh, segment that I added to the podcast. So this is really a question for myself and for you. So I'll start first. How did I show up for myself this week? So I think this this is important because, you know, we, we, we focus so much on what happened to us in the negative way during the week. Oh, it was a rough week. But how did you show up for yourself this week? You know, I think that's very important. I would say the way I showed up for myself this week, I did what I wanted to do. And I say that because this was a long week and it just passed, you know, I got a few, you know, a few days, you know, a few extra days off, which was lovely. But I like listened to me. Like, you know, I I said no to things, I said yes to things. And that's me kind of showing up. Usually, like I let other people get in my ear about what I should and shouldn't do and when I should. So I kind of just did what I wanted and felt good about it and just was happy. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, Sequoia, how did you show up for yourself this week? Oh my God. First of all, I love that answer. Congratulations. Like <laughs> listening to you is so much harder than people think it is. We just have so much outside shit from social media, from fam friends, family all the time. That is mm -hmm. hard to listen to you. So great answer. I show up for myself by prioritizing my health this week. 
Um, I went boxing this morning for my birthday, which was a few weeks back. My boyfriend got me this ring that I asked for. It's an aura ring. Oh, well, you like the screen big for that. Uh huh. It is. It'll like take uh your body temperature you wear it when you sleep it monitors how many hours of sleep you got how much time you spent in rim sleep deep sleep light sleep all that stuff it'll tell you it can predict predict when your period's coming based on your body temperature all that stuff so it's like it's like an apple watch but in a ring form and just like wow. a little bit more metrics that you get with it um mm -hmm. it can monitor your workouts and all that stuff so i've been prioritizing my sleep using my aura ring mm -hmm. and i've been working out you know trying to do my thing Yes, look, looking lovely, by the way. Thank look, you. Bro, you too. I'm on your workout shit. Girl, look, trying to get it right. <laughs> Me, <laughs> too. Me too. Yeah, so, um, you know, back to the episode, you know, any day y'all embrace who you are. I think this is really what, like, you know, the, the theme of this episode is for tonight. So, Sequoia, fun, quite quick. I have to, me and Jen both like to ask guests fun questions every time. So, this is your fun question for tonight. What's the funniest reaction that someone has had to your deep voice? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This is this is one. You know my roommate Tommy. I have this yeah. roommate, or I had this roommate somewhere to say had in past tense. Me and my roommate lived together for ten years. We started as randomly assigned roommates in college, yeah. and we just for the ten years after that lived together, even after college and all that stuff. We just moved out in December. Tommy was with me when this took place. Somebody and I had told my mom and Tommy this before, and nobody believed me. I told my boyfriend, nobody believed me. I was on hold with somebody and I had them on speakerphone and they transferred me over to a different apartment. Somebody said, hello. And I said, hi, you know, whatever. And they were like, hi, sir. Um, blah, blah. And I'm like, that happens to me sometimes. My mom, Tommy, my boyfriend, they're like, your voice is not that deep that somebody called you, sir. Tommy heard this woman call me, sir, and was dying laughing on the floor. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's, that was the funniest reaction. People be doing that sometimes. Oh, uh, the phone is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's a phone for me. Yeah. Cause I've had that too. Someone thought I was a guy too. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay. That's that, that was a good answer. Oh, I was curious. Like, what's she going to say for this yeah. one? Okay. <laughs> I like, I, that was a nice, funny, fun answer. Yeah. So it is now time for the wrap up segment. So honestly, how does this relate to self love? Self love is loving yourself enough to embrace who you are to stand out. To not be afraid to stand out, to giving yourself the voice and not allowing yourself to be silent. So, you know, as I repeat through this whole episode, you know, those things go hand in hand together for that purpose, for that creative side. So, Sequoia, how do you practice self love? Um, by expressing myself unequivocally all the time. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Saying what I mean, meaning what I say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Showing That's up right. for myself. Yeah. Making sure. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm somebody that when I give my word, I really try my hardest to stick to that word. Mm -hmm. And I kind of falter a little bit with that when it comes to myself. Like I'm way more likely to stick to my word that I gave to somebody else than my own. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying real hard to be better about that lately. Mm -hmm. Look, and we're all growing at the end of the day. So having that list of things we're trying to improve. Yeah. Doing it. So this is a question that um, we, I like to ask every guest. Um, so, you know, manifest it. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, I want to be remembered for helping people and mm -hmm. making people feel like they belong, like they matter, like their voice means something that they can say what they need to say, even if it is incorrect and that they are not uh, trash because they said something wrong or something. Oh, 
I love you. You doing? You already doing it. Thank you. Thank you. So remember, you guys, you are enough. You, you are deserve enough. to feel seen. We're enough to be seen. Yeah. Um, I feel like too, if anyone is in your corner trying to dim your light, obviously the light's so bright. That's why they're trying to dim it. Very much that. Very much so, that. You enough, okay? <laughs> so I want to throw that out there as a nice wrap-up sentence for tonight's episode. But Sequoia, it was so nice having you on here. I'm so glad we finally got to collab and more to come. We're gonna put that out there. But before we go, can you go ahead and shout out where can people find your find your platform, find you, your Instagrams, all that? Yes, you can find me across all social media platforms at Sequoia B Holmes. And you can find my podcast across all social media platforms at BPLP Pod. Um, and you can listen to the podcast literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, including YouTube. Woo! Yes, yeah, so y'all heard that. Make sure y'all tap in and, and allow yourself to feel seen, okay? Yeah. But I appreciate you tapping into the newest newest uh, uh, spinoff show, Speak of JV Now, episode 17. Um, before, before we go, quick shout out to my amazing sponsor. Shout out to My Bar, located at 720 East Manchester in Inglewood, California. Get your nails, your lashes, your hair done. Ask for mine. Tell them that Speak of JV sent you. The Instagram is at nyy.bar. And also shout out to Be Actual Natural. Why settle for less? All their products are created with you in mind for a go to let yourself love show through your self-care. The chemical-free hair and skincare products are handmade, plant-based, and free of fillers or preservatives. Treat yourself by taking care of yourself. Start your journey at www.beactualnatural.com. Instagram is at beactualnatural. But thank you, girl, for stopping by. This was amazing. And everyone out there listening, I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Secret JV's Global. Y'all know what to do. I got a giveaway coming soon, so, so stay tuned for that. And make sure you check out Sequoia's podcast and her, and her content. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.